Marketing and fundraising come together in advancement. What do you need to know to use your marketing and communication strategies to help your nonprofit raise more money? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school and I'm joined today by one of my dear colleagues, a wonderful member of the fundraising school faculty, Jerry Pat Gabbard. And Jerry Pat is the Vice Chancellor for University Advancement and External Relations at Indiana University's Northwest Campus in the northwest corner of the state of Indiana. And she's also taught at our Indianapolis campus, which is the headquarters of the Fundraising School and the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And Jerry Pat, you have had this ability to combine your marketing expertise with fundraising. How does marketing help an organization fundraise? Well, marketing is really critical to fundraising. As I think about um, the role that it plays in terms of brand awareness for the community, you're really expressing your mission through marketing um, into the community. And so making sure that you have strong brand, brand awareness mm -hmm. can really be um, important as we build our case for support um, in terms of fundraising. And is this as simple as just getting the brand out in terms of you know billboards and newspapers and other locations around the community? Uh, for the uh, organization overall, or are we talking about a brand that is specific to a particular fundraising campaign? Yes, you can have multiple brands as part of your efforts in terms of fundraising. You'll have your overall you know, brand for your organization in and of itself, but if, if you have specific programs or services um, that you're trying to fundraise for, they may take on different type of marketing campaign, therefore have different types of marketing collateral. And so what are we talking about here? When you say collateral, my mind right away goes to a brochure or a handout. Uh, is that what we're talking about or are there many ways that this brand is getting out to the local community? There's many ways. Um, if I think about fundraising and the things that we've done at IU Northwest, I think about the stories that we tell about our donors in terms of encouraging others to give back to campus to mm -hmm. share their story. So it's kind of twofold there. One, you allow the donor the opportunity to share their story um, based off of their experience and why they're giving back to the organization. And then it also serves as an opportunity as you share that story through social media, newsletters, and those types of things. Marketing collateral allows other people to be cultivated to understand that there's opportunities within your organization to give back. I really think about actually Hank Rosso's mm -hmm. definition of, of fundraising, the yes. gentle art of teaching others the joy of giving. Mm -hmm. And while I like a lot of things in that definition, yeah. the one thing that I think is really relevant about marketing for fundraising is the teaching part. Yes. Because that's essentially what that's doing is, is you're educating others about the mission of the organization and the importance of giving back to it and the community piece that's really relevant there, the, or, the programs and services that your organization provides to the community and encouraging people to give based off that. What a great way to understand marketing in the context of Dr. Rosso's definition is we're teaching the joy of giving. And you know, when we teach about fundraising, we're always asked uh, by our participants in our courses, when the fundraiser is making the case, do we use data and statistics or do, do we use stories? And of course the answer is both of the above depending on the donor and the donor's interests. What about marketing? Are you trying to send out content? Are you trying to create a vibe, a feel, an excitement? A little bit of both? A little bit of both. Yeah, say more about that. I think comprehensively, um, you have to really think about the purpose of the piece. So, so when I think about marketing, I think about being strategic, mm -hmm. being very intentional, and being very thoughtful about it. 
So if we're doing something comprehensively, what does that feel like? What will that feel like to a broad audience that has variety of communication styles in terms of the information that they want to receive? Whereas if we're looking at a smaller audience um, or a specifically geared audience, we may look at this audience may be more interested in this type of piece or this mm -hmm. type of data. And so what does that look like for that particular audience? An example of that at, at IU Northwest is we work really hard to build a culture of philanthropy internally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so as part of that, we look, it's essentially a marketing campaign in terms of educating our campus, our students, our faculty and staff about how to be philanthropic back to IU Northwest. And so we launched a series of videos and other collateral such as letters from testimonials from other, their peers about how they can give back to IU Northwest. Now you've talked a couple of different times now about how the donor is engaged and the donors telling their stories and communicating to other prospective donors on a peer-to-peer -peer level. Do you involve your students or stories about your students? Do you involve your alumni or stories about your alumni? And even if those in our audience aren't at a university, you still have participants, you still have beneficiaries. And of course, we know in some cases, like say a domestic violence shelter, we're not gonna be engaging our participants per se, but so many of our nonprofits can. What is your strategy in terms of telling the stories of the beneficiaries, the participants, as part of our marketing, just overall, let alone how that can support fundraising? Absolutely, that can be a wonderful stewardship opportunity for those donors to, to be able to tell their story but it can provide that cultivation maybe needed to encourage others to give as well. So I think that you can look at the opportunity to tell those stories from multiple viewpoints. It's not just the opportunity to share a quote about the impact, but it's an opportunity for me to express that joy of why I made that gift. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really critical for both the donor, but also to show others that they too can give back based off of that information. How often, if at all, should we use our marketing to make the philanthropic request? Are we making the fundraising ask through our marketing? Or is the marketing, again, putting out that information, putting out that vibe, putting out that feel that can support the time when it is right to make the philanthropic request. Where does marketing fit into that part of the cycle? Well, I think it's really important for your marketing professionals, those within your organization and your fundraising professionals to come together mm -hmm. at the table and to have those critical conversations about what does that look like. I have found that um, developing materials for marketing fundraising for fundraising purposes um, can be a little bit different than some of the other marketing materials that may be designed. How so? And so bringing those people to the table and educating them about the importance of, you know, where does the appeal fall within mm -hmm. the letter? What does that look like? How, do, how will this appeal appeal to other people? And so as I think about the materials that we've done, really I think the critical piece is how do you tell that story? It's a part of the story that's being told. You know, Jerry Pat, as you teach for us, you receive those same questions that I receive when I have the privilege of teaching our participants, and that is social media. A lot of folks, they get it on what print advertising is or a billboard. By the way, I love your billboards. I get to look at them uh, for quite a long time when I'm stuck in traffic <laughs> there in Northwest Indiana as I head into the city to see my mom. But uh, what about social media? We get asked about that all the time. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. What are some of the things you're seeing that are working just in terms of marketing overall, let alone how that then can help us fundraise? 
Well, you want to make sure that your any type of social media, any type that, of um, medium that you're using to marketing for fundraising, that it's a comprehensive campaign. You don't mm -hmm. want to do something that's that's different from one medium to another. You want to have a comprehensive effort as part of that. And so social media can certainly be impactful as part of that overall campaign. So it's not just a one-off, but it's part of that. The other piece for many nonprofits, utilizing social media is very cost-effective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, utilizing Facebook campaigns, utilizing LinkedIn can be a very cost-effective way for them to get their message out and encourage others to get back to their organization. Yeah, when we hear about things like Facebook ads that cost $20 and you're able to reach thousands of new people uh, and those other platforms, as you mentioned, have some other similar strategies as well, it can be very cost effective. Uh, I've also heard uh, with social media, sometimes it's our participants using their social media accounts or at the college level, again, our students using their Instagram accounts as opposed to coming from ours. Have you seen that work effectively? Yes, we've seen that happen with social media, specifically around uh, Facebook and mm -hmm. you know that relationship fundraising can be really critical and we've seen that take off specifically as you think about birthday campaigns. It's my birthday so support yeah. this campaign that's important to me. So we're seeing a lot more people take ownership in that way to be able to raise money and that's a part of marketing because those individuals are pushing out the message via social media. They're communicating about your organization in that way. So you're, you're building that brand through those efforts. So with this expertise and the way Jerry Pat has described this in a very understandable way for all of us, you can see why Jerry Pat is one of our most popular teachers at the fundraising school. We have 18 public courses. We're in 18 different cities. We try to be within about a five-hour drive of everybody in the continental 48 states uh, here in the U.S. And of course, some of our courses are available online. We also have custom training that we can bring straight to you. And this is a way you can train people in your entire organization, your entire board. Maybe you're part of a, an association and you want all those members being trained together, or you're part of a regional group and you can bring us in. It's actually uh, much more cost-effective per person to utilize that custom training. We have quarterly webinars, we have these free weekly podcasts, and of course, so many other resources available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school, where you also can learn about an online master's degree in philanthropic studies offered by the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. With Jerry Pat Gabbert, I'm Bill Stanjakavich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the fundraising school. Thank you.